The hosts feel it would be a little unkind to present this podcast without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation, life and death. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now's your chance to. Well, we've warned you. Hello, and welcome once again to the Frankencast. I'm the mad scientist, Anthony Bowman. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm joined as always by... The guy at the bar here you're giving a surprise handy to, that is Eric Velasquez. My pronouns are also he, him. <laughs> oh, man, that... Oh, yeah, we'll get to that scene, but that that was sure yeah, was something. <laughs> that's a scene. It sure, it sure did happen. Yeah, so... Kind um, of amazing. <laughs> Yes, so this week we're, we're finally getting to talk about Birth Rebirth, which, which we've been wanting to talk about for a little while. Uh, I know, yeah, it forever. Was, it was like supposed to hit streaming, and then it ended up getting like a theatrical run for a little bit, and not anywhere near Ooh. us. Uh, and it's finally available everywhere, so we were finally able to watch it. And yeah, we were super excited to finally get around to this one. Oh man, and what a, what a movie! <laughs> like, this, this is... Ah. There's so many angles to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a perfect example of what we keep coming back to about, like, what you can do with a Frankenstein story. Like, it's it's a new, fresh take. Right. Um, you know, it, it's very interesting. It makes you think about a lot of things about society the way it is right now and everything. Uh, um, but, you know, still, it's using the, the framework we've seen many times over in, in different ways. Right, and for, uh, for a lot of the uh, previous takes, we've had a couple of the uh, gay male Frankenstein's, but I think this is the first lesbian couple mm-hmm. we've seen. Yeah, so that's interesting. It is now okay. So also though, let me ask you this: Do you think Rose is autistic coded? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like she definitely okay. doesn't seem to know how to interact with people. Like. There's there's definitely some spectrum activity about the way that she she's very like matter of fact you know she's not like mm-hmm. uh, to like to her detriment like she doesn't know how to like interact with people in that way where you're like you don't say everything that's on your mind necessarily all the time she's just like right yeah but I, I don't think it's you know like I, I feel like right now there's like a lot of discourse about like like that show the good doctor and stuff like there's a lot of yes. like really like cartoonishly autistic coded people. I don't. I think she's like pretty well rounded as a character. Like I don't think she is. You know, like it's not ridiculous the way that she behaves. It's just not. You know, within like the, you know, neurotypical framework. Right. It's like it's umbrella coded, but in a good way. Like, is that right? Yeah, I or would say so. Like, I, yeah, I think. I mean, I think she definitely sort of doesn't have a lot of remorse about what she's doing in a way that could be kind mm-hmm. of skewed as villainous. But I think, you know, she's not like Victor. Like, she has a goal right. and she's going to do whatever it takes to get to it. But, like, yeah. uh, it, it seems a little bit more, a little more, like, human. You know, like, she's yeah. she's finding ways to do things that 
are uh, the scientific community would look down upon but she's still yeah oh most certainly <laughs> she's still trying to like also not cross line like she has lines you know she has mm-hmm. her own morality you know it's not like sociopathic the way that she's right. doing what she's doing it's like she's just she's doing something arguably noble for without necessarily considering the effects it would have on others mm-hmm. right yeah and honestly uh her and uh celia they definitely have a very interesting interaction mm-hmm. where you have celia being the more like more neurotypical person mm-hmm. displaying the love and affection versus roses you know just then, kind of do what she needs to do yeah but then at the end like we kind of get to where like Celia, flips. yeah yeah like celia is because she has that that love she's willing to do whatever it takes whereas right. you know rose you know she has a line that she won't cross because this is all sort of academic to her whereas celia it's you know it's love it's, it's emotional yeah And it is also interesting, speaking of the line, where Rose does all the stuff that's arguably, you know, unethical, except she draws, she's a vegetarian. She's Mm -hmm. strictly vegetarian. Yeah. And even when it could possibly risk her life, she's like, even then, I don't really want to eat meat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. I really enjoyed that as like a character trait for her. I think it it spoke a lot about like how she feels about life and death and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't take death lightly. No, 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 not at all. Uh, but <laughs> we'll learn that Celia doesn't until it until she does. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, get this party started. So we were talking about Rose, played by Marin Ireland, who is, like, a arguably a that lady mm-hmm. actress. Yeah, I definitely recognize her. I did not, I didn't look her up, but, like, she just, yeah, she has one of those faces. I was like, I've seen her in some things. Namely, like, the Umbrella Academy, uh, the Boogeyman from earlier this year. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's probably what I'm recognizing her from. <laughs> I didn't know she was in Why the Last Man. I didn't even, honestly didn't even know that series had actually gotten released yet. <laughs> that was yeah, a surprise to me. It did like it was yeah. It didn't do well. I never got around to checking it out. I love that comic series, but when the show came out, it seemed yeah. like people yeah. weren't really feeling it. And then of course we have Judy Reyes uh, from um, what was it? It was like a really big comedy for a long time. Oh, a Scrubs. lot of people are probably screaming at me, Anthony. Scrubs. Yeah, she was Scrubs. Yeah, she was uh, uh, Nurse Carla. Yeah. And I mean, she's been in a bunch of other stuff like Blackish and a couple episodes of that, and mm-hmm. apparently the horror of Dolores Roach TV series. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I caught the first couple yeah. of those, and I was kind of I was digging it, but I just I never got around to finishing it yet. Arguably, also kind of a oh, and uh, one of my favorites, Bringing Out the Dead, mm. with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, those are the big ones, right? And then, of course, we also have uh, Brita Wool who's playing Emily Parker as one of the main characters. Yeah, and and other than that, I mean, it's all pretty minor. Like this is, it's not yeah. quite like a bottle type film, but it is a very small cast. It's very intimate would be a good word for it, I guess. Oh, yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's the perfect word. It, yeah, you feel very, like, connected to the, this small group of people. Like, you're, uh, yeah, you know, it's not just, like, housed in a single apartment or anything, but uh, you, you never get too far away from right. Rose and Celia. No, not at all. Uh, all right, so let's kick this thing off. So we start in ambulance, right? We've got mm-hmm. some speaking. Obviously, it's kind of almost in media res. We've got yeah. some eyes opening, and it's like they're trying to resuscitate somebody. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's and so we we end up in the hospital and this patient is starting to kind of wake up and you've got all the nurses and paramedics and everything around her and they're like, "Don't worry, your baby's going to be okay." And she says, "What about me?" Which seems like it's such a surprising yeah. thing to hear a mother say. But you know that obviously, you know, she's got to be around to care for the baby. And then before they say anything, she just kind of like has a seizure and and seems to die. And we do get one line from uh, Celia, which is, "You know, it'll be all right, Mama." Yeah, we don't know Celia yet. She's just among all of these people. But you know, this is this is going to be one of our main people. Uh, she's kind of caring for the baby as uh, you know and then we just cut to like a little later and now there's a um, an autopsy being performed on the mother who just died on the table right we also have like a mix it's a mixture between the autopsy scene and Celia taking care of a baby or who we will come to know is Celia like helping a baby be mm-hmm. resuscitated yeah uh, and where the autopsy is going on this is our other main character Rose and she is, uh, you know, examining this dead mother. She, I think, collects some blood or some cells or something and, like, puts it on a slide and is, mm-hmm. you know, looking at it under a microscope. A phone starts ringing. It's not hers. So she, like, goes and, like, knocks right. on the window, tries to get her coworker's attention, who's just not paying She's attention. very annoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, your phone's ringing. He answers, and it's, it's like, his wife, because his kid like get, got in a fight at Bit school. another kid at school yeah and he's like so i need to go and rose is like but your wife just called you from the school right so she's already there so it sounds so like you could take care of this. yeah you don't need yeah. to go and he's like honey i'm gonna be running I, it's gonna be a little bit and you can tell he's like chalk you know this is one of those kind of emergency family emergency you, you get to leave work yeah. and she's just like no. all hands on deck yeah uh, yeah, so, but he still says, I'll be there in an hour. Yeah. So He's cl- going to leave. Yeah. And so clearly, like, Ro- you know, like like we said, Rose doesn't see that as something that would be a concern. Like, somebody's already there taking care of the issue. We don't need emotional support. You've got a parent and an authority figure there. That's all that's necessary. Right. And then we see upstairs, Celia is just, like, laying on the floor in, like, the nurse locker room, break room area. Do we ever get her friend's name? Not officially, uh, but it is Rita from mm. uh, IMDb. Gotcha. So her friend kind of comes in and checks on her. I think she's like, your daughter's here or something. So Celia gets up and she and Rita go out into like the waiting area, like in the hospital. And yeah, it's almost like a daycare they have there. Mm-hmm. And, and there. I love that. I love that Celia gives the a Puerto Rican whippa <laughs> as she picks up her daughter. So good. <laughs> Yeah, they're and they're you know they're very cute together. Like you know this is this is a very t- you know nurses working long hours. Like she's very tired, but as soon as like she sees her daughter, like she puts on like the the fun mom face. You know, like she's yeah. she's not gonna let her daughter see you know that she's just experienced like a woman dying in childbirth. Like she's right. Um, she's being very like up. Yeah, she wants to know about her day and her daughter. You know, experienced a Nazi for the first time, as we all do. <laughs> yeah. She talks about spider, or she she wants to yeah. read. Uh, yeah, she's got a book about spiders. She's really excited about. Yeah, and then we just see them like on like public transit. They're taking a bus back to get home. And uh, well, weird thing that happens, and I think this is probably where Leela picks everything up is that she's messing with another lady's dress while her mom's kind of out of it. And the other lady is, like, leaned up against the window, so I don't know if something's going on with her. Mm. But, you know, this is my take, is that this is where Leela got the infection that's going to possibly end her life. Yeah. 
not to, not to spoil anything. <laughs> uh, but then we cut from their scene to Rose, who is at a bar. She orders a salad with like, you know, no. She says Cobb salad, no bacon, no eggs. It's like so you just want lettuce, <laughs> right? Just a bowl of lettuce. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we get our first indication that she is a vegetarian and is also willing to be difficult. <laughs> yes. There's like a guy sitting like down the bar a little bit who kind of like pokes fun at her order. Well, he literally says, I'll eat your salad. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, because I think he's like, yeah, you should have just gotten the bacon and I, w- I would eat it or something. And Yeah, but like yeah. it's obviously that he's he's flirting with her. Right. And at, at first she, she seems doesn't kind seem of, too interested. Yeah, she seems like kind of annoyed and grossed out by him. Well, she says, listen, if you eat all that, you you, pr- you probably have a lot of uh, build up a plaque in your arteries <laughs> just by looking at you. <laughs> Yeah, so she's just like, yeah, like telling him that he's unhealthy and that, you know, that he's not in good, you know. And then all of a sudden she's like, you know what? I would like to masturbate you in the bathroom. And right. <laughs> and the guy's like, um, sure, okay. Yeah, like. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah not going to turn down an offer like that. Um, right. <laughs> uh, at which we immediately cut to that happening. And, you know, it's just they're in like a bathroom stall. She's just like, you know, kneeling in front of him. But she, like, makes him close his eyes and look away and, you know, of course, collects the semen sample. Right. Like, she has a pump in everything. Yeah. It's wild. And he's like, what's like, that? And he's, she's like, oh, it's a, it's a sex toy. And he's like, all right, sure, whatever. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, arguably. Yeah. It does have suction. Yeah. Uh, uh, but also, man, I don't know that I could have done that. <laughs> Just the whole clinical detachment. It's right. Like, this is a visit to the doctor. This isn't something intimate. Yeah, this is not a not a sexy encounter for her and she's not no. putting on a mask to make it look sexy for the guy. He's just not at all. So ready to to uh to have his orgasm that he's not really concerned about anything else. And I love that the moment he busts and she collects the sample, she's like, "All right, give me your finger." And he's like, "What?" And she just pr- <laughs> pricks it for a blood test. Yeah. Yeah, collects blood as well. And he's like, what's that about? And she just doesn't say anything, really. She just, like, gathers her equipment and get like, right. just leaves. this is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then we just cut to her arriving back at home to her apartment where there is a pig. And she gives the pig, like, a blood transfusion mm-hmm. of some and kind. And a bowl of veggies. Yeah. And then she lays down on the floor and takes the semen sample she collected from the guy and artificially inseminates herself. Yep, sure does. I like how she makes the preparation with the towel and lays down on it. He's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's clear like she, she has a plan. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. As we'll find out later, this is probably not the first time she's done this. So Absolutely not. Uh, yeah. So then we just, it's like the next morning and we're in Celia's apartment where her alarm goes off. She shuts it off and goes back to sleep. Bro, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. So when she finally does wake up, it's like, you know, it's it's that, you know, I've got to get to work. i got to get the kid to school. I'm late. Yeah. It's it's chaotic and crazy. Turns out Lily's already pretty sick right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's one of the, she's like, I'm sick. And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure you are. But get up. We got to go to school. And, right. you know, then she's like, oh, wait, no, you're like actually sick. This is this is burning like up. A put- yeah. yeah. Um, and I like how they both go, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, of course, Celia's late for work also. So she just like runs across the hall, knocks on the door of her neighbor 
and his yeah uh, Pauline yeah and she's like can I, I'm late uh you know can you keep an eye on Leela like I've got to go she's not feeling well yeah. Pauline agrees but of course Leela's not about it she wants her mommy when she's sick yeah so she's kind of crying and and Celia's like I I have to go to work like I can't I can't stay you know and clearly you know they're not in financially they're not well off you know they're in kind of a rundown apartment they're taking you know this the bus you know back and forth between work and school and everything. Um, so she doesn't have the luxury of being able to stay home and take care of her sick kid. Uh, this yeah. is, you know, this is, uh, you know, capitalism, right? Like this is, yeah, right. Yeah. So I think then the next thing we see is Celia and Rose bump into each other on the elevator. They don't know each other. Right. At this but point. no interaction whatsoever. Yeah. Obviously Rose is not a social person on an elevator. I get it. I, I'm, I'm right there with her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but and, yeah, and Celia is talking on the phone. Yeah, and Rose is kind of annoyed that she's like trapped in an elevator with somebody that's just like talking. Yeah. Then we see Celia; she's assisting with another birth. And here's something I found interesting. All right, so the doctor, and this is a a woman of color, possibly another Latina, giving birth, and the doctor is just like casually like, "All right, let's induce it." Yeah, he wants to and, do um, an episiotomy, which is like, yeah, like you know. So cutting the mom is like no please please don't cut me give me a chance like let me try to like have this naturally and even celia is like yeah just let her give her a shot Mm -hmm. like we haven't even been at this very long so i thought that was an interesting commentary is is, did you pick up on that or yeah yeah i mean i know that that's a big thing that like i mean women in general people of color women of color color, especially are kind of you know, they're they're not treated like they understand their own bodies or that their pain is legitimate or, you know, there there's a, a definite issue with in the medical community um, with this. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's nice. You know, it's nice to have a, a nurse there who is an advocate for patients who the doctors maybe are less likely to listen to. And, and the doctor does. He kind of backs off and he's like, all right, we'll give her a, a chance. And, you know, she is able to give birth naturally and not need to be cut and then sewn back up and everything. So, uh, so definitely in this case, Celia has done, you know, done a a great thing for this woman. Yeah. For this woman, maybe not so so much in the future, but (laughs) right. A little later, Celia calls Pauline to check in, uh, see how her daughter's doing. Um, yeah. Does the phone cut out a little bit? They don't really get much out of this conversation. Rita interrupts them mid call. Like, hey, we've got another, you know, hmm. we've got another issue on the floor. Right. So that's where that happens. And then we we don't see the incident at all. It just cuts to Celia on the toilet <laughs> with with her phone in her in her drawers. And I uh that's a unique way of uh housing your phone, I've gotta say, <laughs> in her underwear. Right. I've I've not seen that one personally. And then it's like she like Again, I think something's going on. She gets up really fast, and the phone falls out, goes into the toilet. Toilet, and dies, basically. Yeah. So now, you know, she's not able to check in anymore for the rest of the day. And I think the next thing we see is just her on the ride home, you know, on the bus again. And when she gets there, goes to Pauline's apartment to to get her daughter, and the apartment is... Pauline's not there. Yeah. Pauline's not there, neither is Leela. And then she sees a smudge of blood on the floor. And yeah, the bathroom floor. Uh-oh. Yeah, not not a good sign. So she tries to make a call. It's not working out. So she just... And that's when she sees a note mm-hmm. letting her know that they're in the hospital. Yeah. So she rushes out. Then we cut away to Rose 
back down in the morgue, and she receives a young girl corpse that, like, it takes a second, but then you're like, oh, okay, no, this is this is Lila. Yeah. Like, um, this is Celia's daughter. We find out that she died of meningitis that, you know, apparently was very rapid in, in the way that it just completely took over. Rose sees that she was an organ donor. And she's like, okay, well, maybe she died before, you know, she had complete organ failure. That's what she says to the other guy. Because mm-hmm. men- so. meningitis would wreck everything so that the organ donation would not really work. Rose is like, I'd be curious to see the state of her brain. Like, maybe maybe the brain's okay. Yeah. Cut to Celia receiving the bad news. The that bad her, news. Yeah, that her daughter's died. Pauline's like, can I do anything to help you? And Celia's like, no, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Which, fair, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think this is... You know, this is definitely a situation where she doesn't necessarily blame Pauline, but in the moment she may feel a little bit of resentment because she wasn't there when her daughter died and Pauline was. And maybe if she'd been there, she could have done something better and helped. But, you know, obviously this was a fluke yeah. thing and there was no coming back from it. But, you know, in that the heat of the moment and a grieving mother, like, of course, she's just not feeling very uh, charitable or, you know, she's just she wants to be left alone. She wants to grieve and, and you know, be in pain. Yeah. Which is part of the process. Yeah. But she decides to be a little proactive, however, when she gets uh, Leela's clothes. Mm-hmm. So she decides She's... to go down to the morgue. She wants to She wants to see her daughter. One more time, at least. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, Rose stops her, and, you know, Celia's like, I, you know, I, want to, I need to see my daughter. I need to say goodbye. And... Right. Rose is like, well, she's gone. Mm-hmm. She's down at the medical examiner's office now. Yeah, no way. And, and of course, you know, it's Rose is super cagey and not really yeah. good at being sneaky here. Like she's this is a thing where she should try to be understanding and maybe, you know, like appear like she is concerned for Celia's feelings. And then things might go a little differently here. Instead, I, I think then Celia just goes back upstairs and bumps into Rita, right? Yes. I guess at this point she's calmed down a little bit and of course Rita doesn't have the connection to Leela's death so they're able to talk a little bit and she's like my phone died I didn't even get to say goodbye like the last thing I saw was her crying in the hallway and me telling her that I couldn't stay and take care of her that I had to go to work right and she even questions were there any more cases of meningitis even at the daycare yeah in which Rita's like no that, so that's that's why I was thinking that earlier that's where she picked it up yeah, I mean, that that seems reasonable. And I think then Celia, we just cut to Celia back at home, and she's gotten her phone up and running again, and she's able to listen to the voicemails, yeah. all of the calls. The events. Yeah, as Pauline is, like, experiencing this, and she gets to hear Leela's voice one last time. Right. Um, so, you know, pretty heartbreaking. You know, I mean, I, I think this is this is a, you know, a thing that we experience in the modern world that that is kind of, you know it's a good and a bad thing that like when you're grieving you have all this evidence of the people you love left behind whether it's a voicemail you didn't delete or social media or whatever it's nice but it also you know it's very painful and one thing we didn't mention though was rita also decided she's taken celia home and as they're driving away they see rose load something into her car presumably leela Oh, right, yes. After she listens to the voicemails, we just cut to, like, the next day, right? And she's decided she's going to go down to the medical examiner's office. Right. She's definitely going to do everything she can to see her child one last time, Mm -hmm. for sure. And, you know, of course, with her having, like, you know, being a nurse, she's got connections to this and everything. But she gets there, 
And they're like, we don't have your daughter. We don't know what you're talking about. Right. Well, another interesting thing is, though, they ask her, you know, where's her other guardian? Presumably in their, like, the father or, Mm -hmm. you know. And she was actually conceived via in vitro fertilization, which I think is very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. I did think that's not super common for single women. It, It does happen. But, you know, for for a a single woman just to, like, choose to have a child, you know, without, you know, a family structure or whatever is, is, I feel like that that's, you know, definitely a little bit of a nod to Frankenstein. You know, this is a a person choosing to create a life on their own without, uh, you know, the the normal process. They're doing a a scientific process instead. Well, uh, another thing that I, I find interesting is, so it seems like the children are gender coded specifically to their parents. You'll never see, in this movie you'll never see a child that has both a male and female parent. Like mm. and uh, of a, or you'll never see them have you'll never see the parent of the opposite gender. Mm. So like Scott has his son whereas uh, Celia has Leela and uh, Celia and Rose have Leela. That makes I, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting touch, too. I don't know if they're making a statement there. There will be another baby, but uh, <laughs> we don't know what it is, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's definitely, like, a little bit of, like, unwieldy creatures vibes in this, yeah. like, in, in the way that, like you said, there, it's a, it's kind of queer-coded, and it's very, like, scientifically oriented, and, you know, the in vitro thing and everything. That is a good point. Now Celia's like, okay, th- that woman down in the morgue, something weird's going on. So she heads back, that way, you know, and... Um, well, I mean, they even call her uh, Rose's boss, Colleen. Mm-hmm. And Colleen's like, hey, we're supposed to have this body. Where's this body? And Rose is like, oh, yeah, so, um, I mean, there's a clear chain of command somewhere. I mean, and <laughs> we lost that one body last year, so tell, tell them about that. And Colleen's like, the fuck? I'm going to tell them we lose bodies all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, Rose is like, okay, so I know that lady's coming back. She's looking for me. So she kind of tries to get away, and, and we get, like, a minor chase scene of, like, Celia rushing after Rose. and she- Celia being true Puerto Rican, Boricua, <laughs> is like, nah, fuck that. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Um, so Rose ends up getting into a car and like speeding away and Celia kind of chases after a little bit, but, you know, obviously isn't able to catch up and she takes the bus. She doesn't have a, a car to jump in to chase after her. And then we have like a little bit more like montage bits where we're seeing Celia home alone without her daughter kind of mourning. Meanwhile, we're seeing Rose working, doing some mad science looking stuff. Right. So, yeah, we, we definitely know what's going on here. Um, the sort of parentage is being passed on from Celia to Rose as she's bringing Leela to life. Right. And then we get another, we move on from there, where Rose is actually coming home with a bundle of groceries. And uh, Celia's waiting for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's kind of... You know, tracked, tracked things down here. She's like, I need to know what really happened. You definitely know more than you have let on, and I'm yeah. not going to leave you alone until you tell me what's up. Yeah, and Rose is trying to stonewall her, but it, is, it isn't going to work with Celia. Celia's not going to let that fly. But they get a, uh, a sudden alarm rings out in uh, Rose's apartment. Yeah, and I think Celia kind of uses that, like, you know, that kind of distracts Rose for a second, and Celia just kind of bursts into the room and just starts, like, searching the apartment, and Rose is trying to stop her, and she goes into a bedroom, and there's Leela, awake. On a ventilator. Yeah, or well, not, 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 a, not, yeah, not yeah. awake, but yeah, breathe, you know, she's on machines that are 
beeping like she's not a, a corpse. She is, a, a, you know, a comatose, alive person. Celia's like, what have you done? What's going on? And, and Rose is like, I've been working on a cure. She's like, for meningitis? Meningi no, for death. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yep. So, oh, you know, of course, this is this is it. This is the Frankenstein thing. Cure for death. We've, we've seen yep. it many times over at this point. You got to love it. Yeah. And see, of course... You know, in, in most cases, when we have a mad scientist and a, another person who is going to possibly be a sidekick slash assistant or whatever, there's some, like, mm -hmm. skepticism and, like, we don't, I don't know if this is ethical or whatever. But here you've got Celia looking at her daughter who was dead and is not now. So she's right away like, all right, I'm in. What do you need? Like, I'm, I'm here. Right. I'm part of this. Whether you want me to be or not, I am now your assistant. And because she's not going to leave her daughter alone, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's all there is to it. But we also get introduced to a wonderful little creature called Muriel, who, uh, the pig, mm -hmm. who uh, gets way more abuse than it needs. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> we end up finding out basically that she was the first test, that like Muriel yeah. also had died and has been brought back. She died about two months ago and she's been back ever since. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to it. There's, there's serum, there's injections. This is, you know, the blood transfusion we saw earlier. But she's so far, she's been fine. She's been alive for two months, which is obviously hopeful information for Celia to, to hear, you know, seeing this pig up and about moving, conscious, you know, versus her daughter who's, you know, on a ventilator. Right. And of course, to, to muddle the situation, they've, uh, Celia then starts talking about, you know, how, how is, how is she doing? Is she okay? And, uh, you know, how is her mental reflexes? And of course, Rose being stuck on that previous conversation is like, well, she's a pig, so she's not <laughs> experiencing much. <laughs> right. And of course, Celia's like, no, I'm talking about Leela, of course. Yeah. So I think then we see Celia go home. You know, they're, they're kind of like working in shifts. She sees a memorial in the hallway for Leela. And well, no, Celia's just then like, okay, so do you have a pullout? Can I, st I'm staying here now. Mm -hmm. This is my home as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She just goes home to get stuff. That's right. Like to get, right. you know, a suitcase full of stuff or whatever. But yeah, she sees this memorial for Leela. No, she doesn't want to be reminded that, that her daughter was dead. So she scoops it all up mm. and throws it down the, like the trash chute. By the way, that's a fucking wild meat cue, right? <laughs> just busting into your, into some lady's uh, room and then finding your daughter on a ventilator there. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then we see that while that's going on, Rose has gone to get an ultrasound because, you know, we, we know she inseminated herself. So now um, she's checking on that. She's making sure it's going well. Yeah. And she's very, like, cold and, inter and disinterested, you know, very matter of fact with the, you know, the tech is like, you know, doing what most ultrasound for pregnancies are like, where it's like, you know, do you... Small talk. Yeah, small talk, like, you know... Ha trying to be like, you know, mommy, look at the baby and all this kind of stuff, you know, being sweet or whatever. And she's just like, she wants to know the facts. Like, she's not interested yeah. in, uh, you know, doing the whole mom thing. Is it healthy? Great. Awesome. Good yeah. Job. Let's yep. go. So, and I like how the lady's like, you can go ahead and change whenever you're ready. And uh, Rose is just up, strips butthole naked, like w while the nurse is right there. And she's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, Here's the curtain in front of Rose. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, Rose has no interest in like decorum or anything. She's efficient. Um, and so when she, she, when she arrives home, she finds, you know, Celia's there and she's feeling very help or very hopeful. Things are looking up. She has trained Muriel to sit, um, yeah. like giving her treats and everything. 
And, right. and of course, Rose is like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You gave it treats. How many treats? Mm-hmm. A couple treats. <laughs> well, that's not an exact number. I need I need data, damn it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you know, you, you can do this little side project of training her. I don't care. But yeah. you got to take a log of, of all food intake. That's po- important so that we know, you know, what's, what's working and what's not. Like, we need very, very specific information that's going to help your daughter as well. And of course, Celia is also like, "Oh yeah, Rose smi- or Lila smiled today." So, and Rose is like, "No, that's just a reflex." Mm-hmm. Yeah, not again. Not playing up to like the mommy stuff. Like, uh, right. she's not trying to comfort Celia at all. No, <laughs> she's got. She ain't got no time for that. Rose, Rose got shit to do. Okay. Yeah, but I like how immediately after this, they settle into like a lesbian couple life, right? With a pet pig, mm-hmm. you know, their daughter and everything. Yeah. And it's like um, Celia's got to go to work, and Rose is like, "Don't forget to pick up the list of stuff." You know, and it's it's not a grocery right. list; it's a steal stuff from the hospital list. Little list, uh, yeah. But you know, it, it does feel like a couple. You know, where where you know, everybody's got their tasks and everything. Well, I mean, but Celia's already made salad for Rose too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knows that Rose is vegetarian, and she's like making steps to like you know do things for Rose that that fit into to you know what Rose's preferences are. Yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, we see um, Celia diverting all kinds of equipment. Mm-hmm. And she was, everything from yeah. And while she's at work, Rose is like Muriel, sit, and nothing happens, and she's just like, you know, whatever. Like you know, it, it's uh, it, it's this brief moment where she's like, maybe I can be, the, you know, I can be fun mm-hmm. and and like make this connection with this animal as well and then it's just like no this is this is not worth my time i'm not gonna not gonna waste much more time with that instead she goes to the bathroom and she puts one of those like catchers that you know they have in hospitals to like catch pee samples or whatever yeah but instead it's yeah 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 and instead it's like you know some sort of like bloody biological material she like collects it you know she's she's saving this to uh experiment on yep that's what she's doing. That's what that's for. <laughs> yeah. And I think then we go back to Celia at work. She's like got, you know, all this stuff that she's stealing. Right. She bumps into Rita who wants to talk and she's like, sorry, I can't talk. Got to go. Very, very busy. Right. And she's like, well, what are you going to, are you going to have a service for your daughter? And I love how Celia is just like, we're not religious. Nope. And yeah, Rita definitely is like, that's weird. Like. People, you know, everyone, like, non-religious people still generally have some kind of memorial of, of some sort, especially if a child dies. So that, that definitely sounds suspicious, uh, you know, but of course, in Celia's mind, that's no longer a priority. Like, Leela's not dead. Why would we have a memorial? Like, I've got to take care of my actual living daughter and not put on a facade for, uh, you know, the, the people around me who don't know what I'm up to. Exactly. She, you know, ends up heading home to Rose's apartment. First thing when she goes in, she sees the bloody specimen jar that Rose has collected. Yeah, and there's like a little embryo in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Did you see the little embryo? Little, yeah. Little, <laughs> yeah, a little, little shrimp kind of thing growing in there. Or not growing, but uh, yep. you know, floating in there, yep. we'll say. <laughs> well, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And, so that's what she did with that guy's specimen. She basically the serum's made from birth tissue? Question mark. Mm-hmm. It's like a stem or, cell kind of process, more or less. Yeah. You know, does Rose tell her that, or is that she's still kind of hanging on to that information for a little bit longer? Yeah, Rose doesn't really outright ever say it. Mm-hmm. She implies it heavily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like later on. 
Yeah, yeah. Celia is definitely like figuring it out kind of slowly. Like uh, by the time that yeah, by the time Rose finally admits it, Celia is like, yeah, I, I know, I figure, I, I, I get it. But yeah, yeah, here it's just kind of like you know, we're kind of catching on. Celia's kind of catching on. They end up kind of working together and they manage to get Leela off the ventilator. She's, she's still out, but you know, she's breathing on her own. This is, this is a big step. You know, this is a process that we see in real life often, you know, people, you hit that stage where it's like, we're going to remove them from the ventilator and hope that they, yeah, hope that they uh, continue to breathe on their own. And and sure enough, Leela does. So that's, that's a very good sign. For their uh, celebratory meal, Celia makes soup for both of, uh, both her and Rose. She makes chicken and rice for her. And celery and nothing for Rose. <laughs> right. Celery soup's got to be... Gr- I, don't, I don't know. It, maybe it's good, but man, it doesn't sound good. Yeah, it just sounds like water. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Like slightly ta- uh, tangy water. <laughs> uh, and while they're eating, Rose kind of gives a little bit of her backstory. And she's like, you know, I've been fascinated by the idea of regeneration since I was a kid. Like, I've been dreaming of doing this since I was like six or seven. My mom showed me how like starfish regenerate. My mom had me cut off the starfish's arm and measure it every day. Mm-hmm. So, you so know, yeah, so not only, you know, it, it's that sort of dichotomy of like, I was interested in science. I was learning this thing. I was fascinated by this great thing, but also, you know, clearly being told to like mutilate an animal as a child is, is a, a kind of a dark thing to, to have done. And, you know, kind of speaks to the way that Rose is very clinical about everything and not feel it, you know, like cutting up a starfish for science is no big deal. Right. But again, she's a vegetarian. Like she doesn't see the benefit of like consuming animals. If something's going to die, it needs to serve a greater purpose than food as far as Rose is concerned. And this kind of goes back to my point that I was talking about earlier, where like the parent of the children, it's like one line of one gender because... Rose never talks about her father, only her mother mm. named, well, we won't find out the mother's name, but her mother died of uh, Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah, there's the, that, that is definitely an interesting kind of line. It's like there are two genders and neither shall the twain actually meet. <laughs> right. Which, like, you know, even, you know, this embryo that Rose created, you know, she didn't have sex with this man. She specifically collected a sample and artificially inseminated right. herself. Again, she does not allow that to become a baby and a living thing. That This is, again, a scientific specimen. You know, where, wherever you feel about when life begins, like, she's not, like, this is not something that's a concern for her at all. Like, this is, like the starfish, this is just something that she needs to further her scientific goals. After they have this kind of conversation and, you know, they're connecting, like obviously Rose is not somebody who warms up to people very quickly, but like she's starting to make that connection with Celia. After they have that conversation, she talks about her mom dying and then they they part ways, they go to bed. The next day, Rose is at work and she's kind of like distracted. I think, you know, she's thinking about the experiment and everything and like her coworker is talking to her. She's kind of ignoring him. And then she gets a text and looks yeah. down and it's from Celia and it's like a picture. She's like, Leela made this last Leela. year and it's like a, a drawing of a starfish. Rose actually smiles. Mm-hmm. She's feeling that, you know, like you said, there is there is this lesbian coded situation here, whether they actually have a romantic relationship or not. And, you know, she's feeling, Rose is feeling maternal feelings about Leela and, you know, this connection to Rose and everything. They're, they're, they're a little family unit at this point. But because Rose doesn't normally smile, Scott, her coworker, is like, hey, one, why, why are you smiling? And two, you've got something going on with your, your crotch there. You're bleeding a little bit. Are you okay? Yeah, like blood runs down her leg. And then she just kind of like, 
either she does she actually collapse or she just kind of like look woozy or something uh like she's definitely not looking like she's feeling well cut back to rose's apartment where celia is kind of snooping a little bit and she finds a box of photos especially of a doctor muriel oh right yes I didn't make that connection at all, but yes, that's, you know, it's young Rose and her mom. So obviously there's that, that connection there. Right. I like how she says to the pig, I didn't know you were a doctor. <laughs> right. Obviously it was named after yes, Rose. Yeah. You know, Celia's snooping because, you know, Ro- there's definitely some weird stuff in Rose's background that she wants to know, but she's also seeing like, okay, yeah, Rose is a normal person. She had a mom that she loved and was, you know, we see like four or five pictures and, you know, it's clear that Rose and her mother were close at one point, you know, before Parkinson's took her. Speaking of that, we do get to see a picture of her mother in her hospital bed. So it kind of alludes to that point too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like Celia's like, what Rose is, she should be home by now. She starts calling. And then finally someone answers the phone, but it's not Rose. It's Scott, her coworker. And they have a conversation where he's like, well, who are you? I'm not supposed to tell you anything. Yeah. You know, he's like, this is HIPAA. Like I can't give you information. I don't even know who you are. And Celia's like, we live together. And he's like, oh, oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, now he understands. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're her partner. Gotcha. Right. And so he's like, okay, fine. Um, yeah. So Rose collapsed. She's in surgery. Something's wrong. You know, obviously Celia is concerned. Like, you know, Rose is, is very important to keeping her daughter safe. And obviously they've also bonded and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as she's about to figure out what to do, she looks over and Leela is sitting up. She's conscious. She drops the phone. She's very surprised. And then like, I think a little later we see Rose waking up in the hospital. And she's being told by the doctor she had a cervix infection and is not likely going to be able to conceive in the future. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, something happened. It started in her cervix. It spread through the whole reproductive system. So yeah, clearly mm-hmm. her, you know, fooling around with her reproductive system over and over again to get these embryos has caused something bad to happen and she's now not only ruined her chance of ever having an actual child if she wants but she's also destroyed her serum factory that she uh, right, effectively yeah. that's a that's an interesting thing to call the the serum factory <laughs> which i mean i think that that that's pretty Ugh. much how she feels about it you know it's like oh no like yeah. uh, i can't i can't make more of the embryos that i need for my uh my business <laughs> right uh, so obviously she's upset about that. Pretty much when she finds that out, she's like, all right, then I'm leaving. Like, I don't need to stay here. She goes in and she looks at the serum and is like, oh, the last batch of serum is ruined. Like, it should have been centrifuged yeah. days ago. We're completely out of serum at this point. Right. But there's good news. Uh, Leela's awake. Yeah, but Rose doesn't see that as good news. She's like, this, it's too yeah. soon. That's not going to be good. And then before she can, like, really, you know, expound on that, she collapses again. Because obviously she should not have left the hospital. She's not in good shape yet. Right. So then I think she wakes up again. And now Celia is caring for Rose in her apartment. She's like, you need to take it easy. Like, you've got stitches. I think some of the stitches had popped and she had to, like, get her back together or whatever. And then they kind of discuss Leela's progress. That's when Rose is like, so I'm... I'm, I'm we're almost out of serum. We've, we've got very little of it left. And Celia's like, okay, we'll, we'll make more. Well, we can't do that necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, this is where... The factory shut down for yeah, business. Yeah, this is where Rose kind of... She's like, you know where the serum comes from, right? And Celia's like, yeah, yeah, I figured it out. And she's like, well, do you know how I get that fetal tissue? Celia's like, yeah, I kind of figured that out too. And she's like, well, 
uh, you know, like you said, the factory shut down. Yeah, it's, I can't make anymore. Uh, that process is now over. Celia's like, okay, fine. Like, we'll just, we'll find it some other way. We'll, we'll figure it out. Absolutely. Yeah, and Rose is like, no, I don't think you realize I specifically selected your daughter because we are like perfect matches for each other. Right, which I think is interesting that Celia is not. Because mm-hmm. Celia's like, well, I could do it. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you're not a match. You, it, only her and I match up for whatever reason. Yeah, I guess this might have something to do with the in vitro fertilization situation. Rose is like, if I can't do it anymore, we're going to have to go to a lot of effort to find suitable donors. And that, that's going to be very difficult. But, you know, of course, Celia is not going to give up that easily. She's like, we'll, no. we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll find something. She um, will not be deterred, for sure. Yeah. So then Rose is suddenly like, wait, I have an idea. And she just like rushes out, just like leaves her. Like we don't even see what she does. Like she just leaves and then suddenly she's like back later on. And Leela is even more awake. And now she is watching a kid's show that's like something Robins or something. It's like birds. Rescue birds. Rescue birds. I, it feels like it's like Paw Patrol kind of. Yeah, but like, it pretty much is. <laughs> yeah. And I like how Rose is like, what the fuck? And turns off the TV. Leela starts whining. Mm-hmm. She turns the TV back on. Does that about three or four times, trying to gauge Leela's reactions. Yeah, making sure that it, it is actually her responding to the TV. Celia's just like, stop it! <laughs> yeah. Let her watch the fucking show. Yeah, you're, you're tormenting my child here. Rose is like, so I figured out a plan. So I found somebody that is a match. She's newly pregnant. I botched some of her test results so that she'll be required to get an amniocentesis now, which is like, you right. know, you, they draw fluid out of the amniotic sac with like a needle and everything. So like, this is a way for us to get biological specimens from this woman. Yeah. Emily Parker, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. We're back in business, baby. Yeah. And obviously Celia's like, I don't really like that. And Rose is like, yeah, well, if you want this to keep going, you're going to have to learn to like it. It's, it's our only right. option. We have Celia going to the amniocentesis. You know, she's a nurse. She can, like, help with this. So she takes part in the process, collects the sample, and she's really good. You know, she's really good with Emily. She's very kind and, and, like, kind of comforts her and everything. Like, I think she would have been kind to her anyway, but there is an extra level of, like, I feel guilty about what I'm secretly doing, so I'm going to be extra nice to this woman. Right. So they definitely kind of bond a little bit. When Celia gets home with the specimen, she sees Rose is continuing to kind of experiment on Leela. Right. She has a light bulb and she's kind of swinging it around Leela. <laughs> yeah. Just to see, you know, it's similar to like when, you know, it's a reflex test sort of thing. But it also definitely gave me like the Boris Karloff Frankenstein vibes. Like when right. he saw the light for the first time and kind of reaches up for it as if it's like a butterfly or something. That's kind of, you know, that's yeah. kind of what Leela's doing here. She's just kind of waving her hands, trying to touch the light. Definitely felt like a, an intentional nod back to that. Right. And I like how Celia's like, hey, stop it. And now Leela's like, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, so I think then Rose takes the fluid that Celia's collected and, you know, she's like, okay, this is perfect. This is going to work, but this isn't going to be as powerful. We're going to need to recollect a specimen every... Yeah, amniocentesis every week until she comes to term, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And, yeah, she's like, you know, when once she gives birth, we can steal the placenta and then that'll get us for a while. The placenta is a, yeah, a lot... Yeah, that gets us a year. Yeah, so... Uh, we just got to do that until then. And um, right now Celia's like, no, fuck that. That's crazy. Nobody would do that. Yeah. She's not going to tolerate that. You know, that, that, that's torture and she's not going to put up with it. Like she, you know, she'll eventually leave. She won't continue to do this. And Rose is like, if she's scared her baby's going to die. Yeah, she will. She'll put up with whatever we make her put up with. 
Yeah, which that's great. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, I mean, you're not wrong, but yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty awful. I think then, oh, Muriel just gets sick, like kind of like has like a seizure and vomits. Rose is like, oh, oh no, I've been so distracted with Leela and everything, I forgot to give her her serum. This poor pig. By the way, uh, not necessarily animal abuse until later, but be warned, bad things happen to this poor pig. I wondered with this, like, do you think Rose actually forgot, or do you think Rose on purpose forgot so that Celia would see what will happen if we don't get enough serum? See, I originally thought it was that she literally forgot, but that's a good point. Like, it would be a perfect way to manipulate. Yeah, it's like if Celia's on the fence about, we can't do this amniocentesis every week or whatever, now she sees what'll happen to her daughter if they don't, and I think that that might uh, sway her a little bit. And also, seeing that this is what you said, Rose has been very adamant about being on time and like. The only thing is that she did miss, uh, almost missed the transfusion for Leela. At one point, uh, Celia was telling her, hey, do we need to give her the transfusion? And Rose was like, no, we need, we have to wait till Saturday. And Celia was like, well, today's Saturday. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it could go either way. Yeah. I, I, I definitely could see that happening. Yeah, I, I've, she's definitely got some like ab- absent mindedness to her as well. And she doesn't, I mean, you know, like we were saying, she's she doesn't have the best bedside manner or anything, but no. mostly she does not seem manipulative. It's more just like, you know, not knowing how to interact with people in a, a, a way that comforts them. Um, right. So, yeah, th- it could go either way. It's definitely an interesting idea. Um, you, you know. I could see this being in her mind, maybe this is the... This is the soft way to tell her, which it wouldn't have been, but... Right, yeah. Or to, to push it through. Yeah, exactly. I think the next thing we see is Celia giving Leela a bath, and she's, like, kind of singing. Leela does not like the bath. No, yeah, she's she's not, not really enjoy. you know, yeah, she's still not fully there, you know, and so she's kind of confused by it. But then Celia starts singing, and Leela starts singing as well. Like, she maybe recognizes the song or the melody a little bit, which obviously right. is very encouraging to, to Celia that, like, brain activity is, is happening. So she's like, where's Leela? And Leela points to herself, and she's like, oh, good. You know, you, you know that you're Leela. That's, that's a really good sign. And then she's like, where's Mommy? Where's Mommy? And Leela doesn't seem to know, and that kind of you can see that like breaks Celia's heart a little bit. But she, she kind of points she to herself asked her a couple more times, and yeah, and then finally yeah. Leela, you know, figures it out and you know points to her that she's mommy, and yeah, obviously that means a lot to to Celia. Yeah, and then I think it's like a little later. I guess Rose is working, and Celia continues to snoop and finds a video. Yep. Always works out for her, right? Right. Yeah. So. This video is Rose performing experiments on her dead mom. Right. So Leela is not her first attempt at uh, reviving someone. Nope. And Celia's pretty upset. Like her arm is like oh, peeled back, like autopsy style. Like it's not yeah. super gory, but it's this is pretty gruesome. Like if you you know if you saw someone doing this to their own mother, it'd be pretty upsetting to see. Yeah, I mean you've got literally electric clips uh, hooked to the muscle and tendons. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We go back to the hospital. Celia's doing 
The next amniocentesis on Emily, you can tell Emily has been worn down by this. Her and her husband. Yeah, she's very tired. Yeah, they're a little tense with each other. Like, they're frustrated that they have to keep doing this. And, you know, it's it's definitely wearing on her, uh, obviously. Yeah, Emily's also really shitty to, to Celia. Mm-hmm. And then kind of apologizes and is like, you know, I'm sorry. I've just, this has been too much. I, I want to leave things on good terms with you because this is probably the last time I'll see you. And Wait, why is, why is this the last time you're going to see me? Yeah, you're, you're still going to have the baby here. She's like, no, no, um, we're going to go to the better hospital across town. Or, right, ouch. Yeah. She's the good hospital. Yeah, she's like, you know, my mom always said go to the, the, the good hospital, not the closed hospital. And I should have listened, uh, I'm, you Ooh. know. So obviously she's starting to feel like the, this repeated procedure is due to some kind of incompetency at the hospital and not, you Which, know. she's not exactly wrong. Mm-hmm, yeah. She leaves, and of course Celia is panicking, rushes home to tell Rose. They kind of fight about it, like that, you know, Rose is like, "What? you should have convinced her to stay. You should have done better. And Celia's like, like yeah, I can't make her choose our hospital. Like, you know, if you had been able to space these procedures out a little more, maybe she wouldn't have gotten spooked and, and uh, decided to move on. In the midst of the fight, Celia's like, I saw those videos of the fucked up stuff you did to your mom. Celia has some of the best lines here. <laughs> she says, at least, you know, we're not doing something as unethical as eating a ham sandwich. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wrote that I, one down, too. <laughs> I know. And she calls she calls Rose a mad scientist princess bitch. <laughs> Which, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. That kind of, they, they part ways at that point for the evening. And then we just see Celia back at work. And she's like sitting at the nurse's station, picks up the phone and calls Emily. Like she looks up Emily's information, which is, I think, yeah. technically a Emily violation. Will. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so she calls her and then doesn't say anything. Just, you know, ends up hanging up. Well, it seems like she's just trying to make sure she's there, that this is her actual address. Yeah. And then back at home, we see Leela is alone. She wakes up, gets out of bed, and starts crawling across the floor. All creepy-like. Mm-hmm. And Rose, meanwhile, is in the shower, not monitoring her patient like she should be. Right. And then Leela grabs, like, an IV pole and... That's hooked up to Muriel. Yeah, and, like... Beats Muriel to death with it, or stabs well, Muriel her. Muriel does death. pinch her. Muriel pinches her when she gets near the pole. Mm. But yes, fucking Leela goes ham on this pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she sure does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you know Rose gets out of the shower and finds Leela covered in blood. Uh, yeah, and Muriel speared to death. Yeah, and so uh, Rose is naked. You know, she's just stepped out of the shower, and, you know, as we've said, she's pretty comfortable in her own skin. So she's standing there looking at Leela covered in blood, and Leela reaches up and touches the, uh, the like, the surgical scars um, on Rose's abdomen from the reproductive surgery that she had had. That's a little later. Celia gets back home, and they, like... Yeah, her and Rose strap Leela in bed. They're like, nope, not again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for her own safety and the safety of everyone else in the house till we figure yeah. out what's going on. Meanwhile, Rose takes the opportunity, well, since I've got a dead pig, I might as well perform an autopsy and see if I can figure out what's going on, you know, under the surface. Maybe that'll help us with Leela. Yeah. She, like, t- you know, takes some specimens, goes back to the morgue where she's got a better lab and is, like, looking through stuff when Scott shows up with his son. Yeah, they're getting uh, Scott's gym bag and they're going to go to the gardens, they they say. I guess, are they going, like, skating or... 
Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if it was like a some sporting event and they needed to co- yeah collect some equipment or whatever. And Rose right. and Scott kind of have a moment like where they're like friendly. You know, they've kind of been colleagues that don't really like interact, you know, outside of work. But, you know, Rose has softened up as she's, like, been in this sort of family situation. Right. And, well, it doesn't hurt that uh, Scott's son gives her a chocolate. Mm-hmm. And as, the, as they're going to leave, she actually says, go have fun. And Scott's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, who are you? <laughs> right. He leaves, and then we just cut back to the apartment where Rose gets back and is like, I figured something out. I think if we get some of my spinal fluid, it could solve everything. That That might be better than all of the embryos and and, um, all the different amniotic fluid we've been collecting. This might be like the pure good stuff. Do you know how to do a bone marrow aspiration? (laughs) All right, we're going to do that. Yeah, so, you know, thankfully Celia is a nurse. She has not done a procedure like this, but at least she's got a little bit of a background in, you know, medical procedures. Boy, does this look painful. Yeah. They do the procedure, and then that's when Rose wakes up, and Celia's like, you need to eat some steak. Like, you're yeah. you're anemic after that procedure. Like, you need the iron. Rose's like, nah. And it's, but it's like, okay, or you, you pretty much are going to die otherwise, so steak or death. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, again, going back to, like, everything that Rose is comfortable with, doing autopsies, doing all this stuff. We get, like, a shot of, like, the camera really lingers on the steak, and it's, you know, it's it's a little rare. And, you know, it just looks grotesque to her. Like, she's like, I can't, right. I can't even look at this horrible, you know, pile of meat. Which is, yeah, I mean, considering the stuff that she has the stomach for, it's, it's interesting that this disturbs her so much. Right. And I do like how, but before she actually eats the steak, she does tell Celia, listen, I want you to know... We're ch- we've tried everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if this doesn't work, this is it, you know. Yeah. Um, when Rose gets up the next morning, she sees Celia, like, asleep next to Leela. Leela's watching right. old home videos on uh, Rose or on Celia's cell phone. Right. It's it's a very much a, uh, you know, you come in to your, your partner and your child having a cute little moment, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's sweet. I think then we see a little later, Rose is like looking at all of the records she's keeping of Leela's progress and is like, it's not going well. Like things seem like they're they're continuing to deteriorate. This uh, The spinal fluid doesn't seem like it's worked. It helps stave off deterioration, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. And Celia's like, there's got to be another option. We'll, we'll, let's talk about plans. And Rose is like, no, the plan at this point is spend time with your daughter before she dies yeah. because it's going to happen. Yeah, we're, we're running out of material, so just... Take take the day off and stay with you, which I like. I like that Rose actually says that. Mm-hmm. Take the day off and spend it with your daughter. Yeah, it's one of her more empathetic moments where she's yeah she's like, this is your chance. Like, don't worry about work. Don't worry about trying to solve this. We can't solve it. So have this time. You're gonna regret it if you go into work and try to like come up with some scheme. Just take care of your daughter while you can. But of course, Rose does go to work, and uh, she gets greeted by Colleen who uh, wants to talk to her about a report, uh, Francis Iamelli. Turns out that uh, Rose reported that Francis Iamelli had uh, precancerous cells in their cervix, which <laughs> is a problem because Francis doesn't have a cervix. He has a penis. <laughs> right. Or they have a penis. Yeah, and uh, Rose is like, oh, I, I must have gotten two sets of paperwork mixed up. Her boss is kind of understanding. She's like, I know you just found out you can't have children. I, I realize that you maybe you're dealing with a lot of stuff, but like, get your shit together. <laughs> like, you can't right. keep fucking up like this. You've got to get things in order because I can't look the other way too much longer. 
Right. And then we cut back to Celia with Lila. Yeah, uh, and we see she's, like, holding her as her heart stops. So, like, she took Rose's advice. She spent this time that she could. Now Leela's gone. So when Rose comes home a little later, she finds the apartment empty. Celia is gone, but she has taken Leela's body with her. Presumably until Rose looks in the freezer. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's Leela in, the, in this, like, you know, big box freezer. So... Clearly, Celia's up to something. She's She's got an idea. She's got a plan. Now the shit's really kicking off, folks. Mm-hmm. So we find Celia arriving at Emily's house. Uh-oh. Emily's like, what are you doing? Why are you at my house? This is, you know, like, I think they had a good rapport, but you don't expect yeah. your nurse to show up at your house. And Celia's no. quick about it. She's like, oh, well, so, you know, you know how things are at our hospital. It's kind of a mess. A couple patients who've transferred to the other hospital have lost their medical records, and you've been through so much. I did not want that to happen to you. So I wanted to personally bring right. you your medical records so that you have Which, them. red flag. Hard red flag. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, it, it's a, it makes sense, right, in the moment? Yeah, Emily, I think, you know, Emily trusts uh, Celia and, you know, also distrusts the, the, that hospital's uh, procedures. So she's like, okay, thank you. That, that's very kind of you. Um, and she's right. like, well, do you, you want a, something to drink while you're here? You know, and, Let's have tea. Yeah, let's have some hot tea. That sounds nice. Emily's like, I don't really drink hot tea. I might have a couple. Well, let's look. So they find a few bags and they uh, they sit down to tea. Of course, while Emily's not looking, Celia puts some drugs in Emily's tea. Mm -hmm. They're sipping, they're, they're chatting, and then suddenly... Emily suddenly seizure yeah has a seizure falls on the floor you know she's kind of foaming at the mouth and then we just cut to like a few minutes later the uh, ambulance has arrived EMS is there they're caring for Emily they get her in the ambulance and take her to the hospital to Celia's hospital not the good hospital right. And, of course, Celia's riding with her, though. Yeah, so she's obviously making sure not to let her out of her sight. Right. And, and even Celia scrubs up mm -hmm. to, to take part in the procedure. Yeah, and so here, this is, it's such a good trick that, so like, we're now at the back at the beginning of the movie and we don't even realize it. So like, they're like, don't worry, mom, the, the baby's okay. And she says, what about me? What about me? Yeah. yeah. Of course, Emily gives birth. The baby's okay. She has another seizure and dies. Right. Celia calls Rose and is like, you need to get to pathology right now. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing that. You know, Emily is going to be full of all that good stuff that they need. That placenta. Mm, that delicious placenta. Yeah. So then a little later, Rose arrives back at her apartment. Celia's there, and she's like, did you get everything? And Rose is like, yeah, I, I got it. And she's like, I, I promise I did not mean to kill her. That wasn't my intention. I just needed her to have the baby at our hospital, and this was the only way I could do it. Rose is like, well, can you get, are, are you tired? Do you want to go get some sleep? And she's like, she's no. like, nah, I can't sleep. Yeah, let's get to work. We got to get this done. So they inject Leela with the new serum. She wakes up. And the, and the last lines of the movie are, welcome back, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a wild ride. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's a lot about what a parent, you know, what lengths a parent will go to to, to protect their child. There's some pet cemetery vibes there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. Leela's fucking creepy. Mm. Through most of the movie. Yeah, you know, they don't really, do, you know, she killed Muriel, but we don't, you know, we don't quite know what comes next. Like, is, is right. she a monster? Is she going to be, like, dangerous and violent? Uh, you know, are 
or was that just because the pig nipped her? Yeah, and is Celia going to have to continue to murder pregnant women to keep her daughter alive forever? Or is this a temporary thing? Um, It's definitely like a, you know, Rose sort of passes on the madness to Celia. Celia kind of becomes the monster at the end. Right. This is the time Igor becomes the mad scientist, right? Mm -hmm. To a degree. Yeah. You know, I think there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff here in terms of like, maternal instinct and like you know moms will do anything to save their kids and you know maybe sometimes to the detriment of society you know when you have like moms who cover for their murderer children and stuff like that there's a lot of interesting stuff to unpack in this one it's definitely a fresh angle like we said at the beginning you know this is uh, a different kind of frankenstein a different kind of monster uh it's Mm. it feels very modern you know when we talked about depraved we talked about how modern it felt uh, this is, right. you know, even, obviously this just came out, you know, months ago. It feels even more modern. It's it's very, very fresh. And like the idea of, um, like, like we were talking about, the whole, the mad scientist really wasn't the most extreme one in the movie. And I think that was the point of it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like Rose is single-minded in her pursuit, but she mm-hmm. also, you know, she does have a moral compass. It's just not yeah. one that's familiar to you know neurotypical people but it's still there like she isn't a sociopath whereas celia seems normal quote unquote but when push comes to shove she will might have caused her to yeah yeah she she will do anything she will cross any line to uh to save her daughter oh yeah 100%. So, yeah, I I liked that angle. It was interesting seeing the mad scientist not being so mad. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of, it's strange. Like, love is sort of the the negative force in this movie. Like, um, yeah. I think about like I think about this a lot. When I was in college, I had a professor who was talking about like the you know the phrase "love conquers all." Like, like it come, it's a Greek phrase, mm-hmm. and you know people talk about it now. It's it's usually like a positive thing you see in like greeting cards. Like you know, no matter how hard things get, our love will pull us through. It will, you know, love love can defeat this you right. know bad thing. But he was like, no, it doesn't say love conquers bad stuff. It says love conquers all. Love will, love will all. destroy everything. Ruin that it, you. Yeah, and I feel like that's definitely what's going on here. Uh, you know, love is gonna you know take Celia to the place where she will do anything. Um, she will become the monster to feed her love. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, it's 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 kind of a dark message, but it's it's definitely an interesting take. Yeah. Also, the lesbian or the, the the queer angle, not being two gay guys, it's two two lesbians. Mm-hmm. That's and also it, interesting and fresh. Yeah, and it, you know, and it, it's like subtle. It's not like completely subtextual, but it's not like heavily. You know, I mean, like we don't get a sex scene with Rose yeah. and Celia because that's that's kind no. of beside the point. Like they, you know, they've right. given birth to this, you know, revived Leela. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, arguably it, two times over. Mm, right yeah exactly yeah so it's a really kind of fun twisted kind of look at frankenstein and 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 families and and you know the lengths that people will go to make a family when you know things are uh conspiring against them right yeah so i mean you know most of this podcast we are talking about the mad scientists we're talking about creations but and and this week i think that's definitely apt because Rose is kind of a creation of her mother, and Lila's a creation of both her mothers mm-hmm. to a degree. But uh, next week, how about we talk about the creator? 
Yeah. So, uh, I'm, you know, this is rare for us. You know, usually we're like spending all our time in like the 70s and the 80s. Uh, mm-hmm. But we have this week, we're talking, we just Modern. discussed this new movie. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about The Creator, which is in theaters right now. Um, there's just like a, a wealth of new Frankenstein kind of material. So, uh, yeah, this is The Creator. It's Gareth Edwards' new movie. He's the guy that did like Monsters and the first Godzilla movie from the recent mm-hmm. trilogy. Director of Rogue One. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that too. So uh, definitely a guy capable of doing some really cool stuff with sci-fi. So excited. We got a pretty good cast too, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely. Washington, Jimmy Chan, Ken Mm. Watanabe. Yeah. uh, From Godzilla. So yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see. I think this is is definitely going to be a little bit looser in terms of its Frankenstein-ness, but it's about creators and AI and stuff. I, I think there's definitely going to be some fun Frankenstein stuff to dig into there. Heck yeah. Absolutely. All right, Anthony, where can they find us? Uh, yeah, so you can find us on all the socials at the Frankencast. You can email us at the Frankencast at gmail.com. Find us over on YouTube. Uh, you can also find us at patreon.com slash the Frankencast where we, you know, uh, are offering free trials still and doing, you know, different stuff, stuff a little bit outside of the, the normal format we get up to here on the main feed. Yeah. Some people have taken advantage of that. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got several people over there. We've been having a good time with them, chatting with people. And uh, we, we love the, We love feedback from you all wherever you yeah. you know want to reach out to us but you know patreon is fun as well yeah absolutely any reactions good in action all that right absolutely all right well to be continued looks like you survived another episode the freaking cast is a production of fcr media it's hosted by anthony bowman and eric velasquez follow us on twitter at the freaking cast or send us a letter at thefrankencast at gmail.com. Our cover art is by Amanda Keller. You can find her at Keller Illustrations on Instagram. Our theme music is by Vivek Abhishek. Thanks for listening. <laughs>